Hey, it's Pat. I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. In case you're not familiar with me, I've been helping people retire for over 20 years now, author of the book Save Your Retirement, and host of the Save Your Retirement radio show. Our goal with this show is to provide you with valuable and timely information to help you plan your retirement, or if you're already retired, help you make the most of it. Ultimately, we want to help you use your money to accomplish your goals and dreams and to help you avoid any stress and fear with your finances and instead replace those with confidence and peace of mind. If you enjoy the show, make sure to subscribe so you won't miss future episodes. Also, if you'd like to give us a great rating, it would mean so much to us and it helps get the word out so we can share this valuable information with others. Thank you so much. And now here's this week's episode. This radio show is a paid placement. You've read his books. You see him on television. You follow him on social media. And you can listen to him talk about life and retirement right here, right now. He is Pat Struby, and this is Save Your Retirement, presented by Preservation Specialists. What changes will the new year bring for programs like Social Security and Medicare? Plus, the IRS has made some recent changes that could be pretty costly for some of you. We'll tell you what to expect and so much more today. We are so glad you're here with us. This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. Pat is the founder of Preservation Specialists, and this will be a rather Christmassy version of the show, Pat. I know we've got some fun Christmas content coming up a little later on, but boy, I hope you're awfully ready for the holidays because they are upon us. They're here. You're out of time, my friend. They, you're out of time. They, they sure are upon us. Uh, hey, I'm going to turn the tables, Jen. I've got a question well, for oh, you. Okay. So you have a brood of children of your own. Are you a elf on the shelf person? Have you been an elf on the shelf person? Never. I okay, never have you've been. never done it. I never will be. Okay. <laughs> so the reason I ask is we've never done it before. Uh-huh. And now this year, this is tricky because Gabby and Isla are pretty close in age, 19 months apart. They're only one school year apart. Yes. Gabby cornered Janelle this year and said, Santa's not real, right? So Janelle admitted <laughs> it to her. So now I have a child barely bigger than the other one who's in on it. Oh. And she is loving it. <laughs> so now Isla got someone gave her an elf. And we weren't going to do anything, but Gabby was like, can I do the Elf on the Shelf? So now my my nine-year-old... Is doing the Elf on the Shelf with my seven year old. It's amazing. Oh my it's been, gosh. It's been absolutely hilarious. And then the best part is, you know, my seven year old finding it and saying, look at where my elf is. And then my nine year old looking over and winking at me. And I'm oh, like, this is just in on it. It's it's hilarious. Yeah. So, That's so great. So I think I found a good way to do it because it's very low stress on me. I don't yeah. have to come up with something. Yeah. Yeah. And as long as she's not, the ones I can't stand are where it's like, oh, whoops, the buddy, the elf made a mess in the kitchen and isn't. <laughs> that cute and it's like well who's gonna clean that up no, that's so a terrible idea as, as long as she's in on it and she's cleaning up the mess i love it you've i think you've i just realized yeah us. i think i just realized what i like about it is i'm kind of like the elf consultant where oh. gabby is kind of like what do you think dad what do you think about this one but so i, I don't have any of the responsibility of it yeah. but she's letting me in on the fun so yeah it's a pretty sweet deal i love it i love it you have <laughs> once again come up with a, a way to help us improve something uh in our parenting We'll talk about some ways to improve some things in our retirement. You just got it all covered today, Pat. So I'm well, trying. Good luck with the final days, final hours of Thank you. the Elf on the Shelf. Hopefully there's no last-minute meltdowns. These things do happen. <laughs> I'm sure you guys will be great. I'm sure you guys will be good. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Well, once again, this is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby, and I just had to put this joke in here, Pat, because I, I know you've made it before, but the IRS is at it again, reminding us that when you spell out the IRS, T-H-E-I-R-S, you get the word theirs, and they like <laughs> to remind us what is theirs, what is ours, and once again, they have announced an increase, Pat, in the interest penalty on the underpayment of estimated taxes, which can kind of ding, especially those those mm. small business owners, those self-employed folks, right? Yeah, I mean, when you think about um, the payment used to be 3%, the interest charge used to be 3%, and now they've raised it to 8%, which is kind of yeah. crazy to think about. I mean, it's not like you can get 8% CDs or you know money markets yeah. or anything like that. So I'm not sure who really came up with that idea. I have to share this, Jen, because I got a letter stating that I owed a huge amount of interest. And so I actually saw this percentage uh, yeah. on my statement, and I, I freaked out about it. 
long story short, I thought I had messed up when I sent in my estimated payment. I, I thought I put the wrong year on it, but I actually did it correctly. They messed it up. Oh. So it required three phone calls to the to the IRS <laughs> oh, to get this fixed. And then, you know, of course, it takes them six to eight to ten weeks to actually fix it. So of while course. it's happening, you continue getting the letters. And so my wife is saying, honey, why are we getting all these letters from the IRS? And I'm like, it's okay. They're not going to take us to prison or anything. But yeah, it's a big change in how much they're charging. Yeah, absolutely. And just so important for people to understand this, because like I said, for people who are, you know, self-employed, gig workers, independent contractors, this has an impact on a lot of people. And those folks have to think about taxes a little bit differently. They also, I imagine, have to think about retirement a little bit differently. When you've got somebody who's like a small business owner or self-employed, they're not working at a company with a 401k. I think that's a a great thing to talk about here, too. Like, how do we talk to these people who are trying to prepare for retirement and they're so out on an island during their working years doing so many things on their own? Yeah, it's an interesting topic, Jen, because you think about, you know, we talk about finances all the time. We throw out the word taxes. Yeah. But all of us are probably thinking about something different, right? There's the tax that's withheld from your paycheck. Yes. Or like you say, if you're a gig worker or self-employed and that's not happening, then you need to be thinking about or learning about making estimated payments so mm-hmm. you're not having all these mm-hmm. interest charges from the IRS. Then you have your April 15th taxes, which is when you actually file your income taxes and find out what you actually paid or what you actually owe. And then you have kind of this broad concept that you and I talk about all the time, which is tax planning, which is, hey, how do you actually pay less? How do you actually, you know, think about that? And and not just like today, but also, you know, in a couple of years from now or when you're retired or those kinds of things. And so that certainly, to your point, brings to mind that retirement planning is very different. You know, we have a lot of clients that hire us right before retirement, and maybe most of their life savings is in their 401k. Well, if you're a gig worker or self-employed, you may not have access to anything like that. So that's one of those things where, you know, we do have some clients that have been self-employed and that's one of the number one things that they ask us to do is to kind of try to formalize that. And some, it depends. There's so many different types of plans out there, and it depends on the size of your business and you know how you're structured and all those kinds of things. So it, it could be an actual formal plan that we help you develop, or it might just be kind of a way of you doing it personally, you know, kind of mm-hmm. setting aside money from your paychecks and things like that. So, so it's definitely something where just like so many things we always say, it can't be a cookie cutter. It really needs to be customized and built for you. And again, if you're, if you're not sure how that, how that looks for you, or if that's even anything that's possible for you, call us at 803-9-RETIRE. We always offer our five-step retirement review to listeners of the show at no cost and no obligation. And that's a chance to talk over these types of things and ask questions to one of our advisors. To get started, call us at 803-9-RETIRE. Talking today with Pat Struby. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists. And I am Jen Rezac alongside that number again, 803-9-RETIRE. Or if you prefer to hear the numbers as you're punching that into your phone, that's 803-973. 8473. So that is a change for us to be aware of what's going on with the interest charged on underpayments on those estimated payments there for your taxes. Let's talk a little bit about some of the changes we can expect to see with Social Security in the next year, because this is another area, Pat, where from time to time we see things that that are changing a little bit. So just important to understand uh, what's going on here uh, as far as Social Security. What are, what are we expecting? Are there, are there any big changes there to talk about? Well, I think uh, you know it's interesting to see just some of the nothing earth shattering. I don't think, but just sure. some of the some of the little changes. You know, the cost of living adjustment is is above average again. I know we had a, a big one last year, uh, so it looks like it's going to be three point two percent this year. Uh, I thought this was interesting. The uh, high earning workers, um, the maximum taxable earnings cap. Uh, is going up to 168,000, and, mm, and I, mm-hmm. I tell you what, Jen, I I must have fallen asleep at the wheel. I thought that was like 130. So oh, apparently, wow. yeah. apparently, that's really been bumping up over the last <laughs> few years, which is really interesting. But you know, when people argue about you know how do you fix Social Security, that's one of those things that a lot of people say, hey, you know, maybe we we could bump up that cap. So it sounds like they've been kind of uh, sliding that in on us. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. And then I thought this was interesting to see too: the maximum monthly payout at full retirement. It's going to be $3,627. And um, 
man, I remember, Jen, when I was working with clients not that long ago, maybe 10 years ago, and you, you really didn't see anything over like 2000 or $2,500 a month. But yeah. I was just meeting with a client the other day, and, and his he, he told me his is going up to 4000 because he wow. delayed his beyond, you know, full retirement age, and he worked, you know, for many years. So just interesting to see how these numbers change with time. Yeah. And the other thing, we have the latest numbers on what to expect for increases for Medicare in 2024. Um, I know there's going to be some some slight changes, increases in the, the premiums and that type of thing. Um, but Pat, let's talk a little bit about how we can be strategic with our income and in retirement so we can be mindful of getting dinged with things like higher surcharges on our Medicare premiums. I mean, that's a, that's a real thing that people need to be mindful of and be strategic about. Yeah, the uh, this is called IRMA, I R M A A, I believe. Yes, uh, I'm not a good acronym person, so uh, this it. is yeah. Thank you. This is one of those things that uh, you know there was you know way back when Obamacare was being promoted, there was such a huge hullabaloo about that and people arguing one side over the other. But I never heard in all of the news and any of the articles and any of the arguments, I never heard anything about these additional Medicare premium charges. And man, it just seemed like an incredibly sneaky thing that they kind of slid into this. Uh, So this didn't exist before Obamacare. But ever since then, if you make a certain amount of income and you are on Medicare – um, it can start really, really significantly increasing those premiums. Mm-hmm. And so this could apply if you are still working full time and making a really good income. Now, what we see it happen is we have a lot of clients that are very worried about future taxes. And so we might be doing, uh, we might be shifting their IRA or 401k and converting that to Roth IRA. And sometimes that's a significant amount of money. Well, you need to have someone who knows all the ins and outs of that because if you do too much of that in a year, it could trigger additional taxes on your Medicare, and that could be substantial. So that's a great example of the type of thing where um, the reason we talk about uh, comprehensive planning is because this is a perfect example of your tax planning is affecting your health care and your premiums. And of course, all of that is affecting your income. Mm -hmm. And probably since we're dealing with your retirement accounts, it's affecting your investments. So all of these things are are intermingled. And you really want to have not only a plan for every one of those, but you really want those to be cohesive. If you don't know if you have anything like that, or if you're sure you don't, call us at 803-9-RETIRE. One of our advisors will do a review for you and take a look at each of those areas and see if there's ways that you can tighten that up or improve the chances of accomplishing your goals in retirement. Once again, no cost and no obligation for listeners of the show. Call us now at 803-9-RETIRE. Talking today with Pat Struby. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists. This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. We'll be back. John Farley here. According to the U.S. Debt Clock, in the time you hear this commercial, our nation's debt will go up by $1.5 million. That's more than $2 billion a day, $15 billion a week. Right now, our debt is over $31 trillion and climbing fast. The question is how do we pay it off? The answer, increasing taxes. Now think about your retirement accounts. Do you want to pay taxes on some of that money now when rates are historically low or later when rates are potentially higher? Whether you should pay taxes now or in the future depends on a lot of things. The team at Preservation Specialists knows what to look for. Our advisors can help you create a plan so your retirement is as tax efficient as it can be. Call 803-9-RETIRE to set up a visit with an advisor at Preservation Specialists. That's 803-9-RETIRE. When taxes go up, will you be ready? Call now, 803-9-RETIRE. Securities offered through Arcadios Capital Member, FINRA, and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Arcadios Wealth. Preservation Specialists and Arcadios are not affiliated through any ownership. The team at Preservation Specialists have put together a retirement rescue kit to help you get your plan started. To get yours, text the word RETIRE to 803-973-8473 right now. That's RETIRE to 803-973-8473. Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. Pat is the founder of Preservation Specialists. He is the author of the book's Save Your Retirement and the Retirement Secret. And today, want to talk a little bit about some of the decisions we need to be thinking about making with our IRAs, our 401ks. The reality is millions of Americans' retirement money is in something like one of these accounts, right? An IRA or a 401k. 
As a matter of fact, in the U.S. as a whole, retirement assets are more than $32 trillion, which just happens to be right about what our national debt is, <laughs> by the way. How about that? How about that? And over half of it, about $19 trillion, that's in IRAs and defined contribution plans. So, Pat, this is where a lot of people obviously are saving for retirement. we got to be thinking about what we do with this money. Yeah. And of course, you know, one of the things that is feared and talked about in the media is that people are not preparing for retirement. So it's nice to hear that people, $32 trillion worth uh, has been saved for retirement. So that's the most important thing. But what we want to really dig into today is understanding all the tax ramifications of the different options that are out there and and the good and the bad and, and how those affect you. Yeah, absolutely. And as we get into some of these options and some of these decisions, you need to understand that the type of 401k or IRA that you have, that really matters when it comes to how your retirement income will be taxed. And I think, Pat, that is a big thing that people miss when they are thinking about saving for retirement and then income in retirement. Yeah. Typically, when one of our advisors is meeting with someone the first time, we're quite often very impressed with how much saving and thought people are putting into things. And, you know, a lot of times people come in and say, well, I haven't saved as much as I should. And they're kind of embarrassed. But if you've been attempting to put money into some type of savings plan for 10, 20, 30 years, then you're doing an awesome job. And mm. so you don't, you don't have to worry about comparing what, you know, do I have as much as the person next door or, you know, someone else at my, sometimes people in the office will say, well, I have this much of my 401k and all those kinds yeah, of things. So, right. you know, this competition, right? It's not a competition. You're trying to do what's best for you. So that's great that you're saving. But then the most common question we get, Jen, is, how do I turn this into like retirement? Like, how do I live off of this? And that's when the taxes matter. So uh, we talk about there being uh, three tax buckets. Uh, There's three different places you can toss money and they're all taxed differently. So the one you mentioned, Jen, IRAs and 401ks, that's your pre-tax money. So money is going in, let's say you're putting money in your 401k, that goes right in there. It does not get taxed like the money that goes into your bank account. So you avoid tax upfront, you avoid tax while it's growing, which is great, uh, but then that <laughs> money is taxed when you take it out. And that's where we kind of laugh that it's kind of a rude awakening for some of our clients because yeah. you know sometimes they're told, oh, you won't pay any taxes in retirement. Well, if you do a decent job of saving, you might pay a lot of taxes in yeah, retirement if, again, if you're not planning. Right? Yeah, exactly. And then you have a second bucket, which we would just call the taxable bucket. Uh, and that's just if you have money in a savings account, in a CD, in a, you know, a brokerage or that's outside of retirement accounts. And that just gets taxed every year. Mm-hmm. And then you have what we would call post-tax or tax-free bucket. So that would be things like a Roth IRA, a Roth 401k. Now, in that case, you're not getting any tax benefit now, but if you follow the rules properly, when you take the money out in the back end, it can be tax-free. So, of course, there's trade-offs to all of those, right? There's no perfect choice, just like there's no perfect investment. So how do you know which ones to use? How do you know which ones you have available to you? These are the types of things that people hire us to help with, um, helping you figure out those different tax buckets. And I will say, a lot of our clients are really, really worried. You touched very briefly on the fact that we have over $30 trillion of debt as a country. Mm -hmm. um, And almost every expert on the economy says that eventually that will have to be paid by increases in taxes. Mm -hmm. So those are the kinds of things that we have people coming to us saying, I'm really worried. I've saved a big old pile of money in my 401k. I'm worried about just paying a ton of taxes for the rest of my life off of that. What can I do? And so we tried to take some proactive steps so you can take control of your taxes in retirement. Those are the kinds of discussions that that are exciting for us and, and trying to help people save those taxes down the road. Talk a little bit about what we need to know about when we have to start taking required minimum distributions, because there are rules for when we have to start taking money out of these accounts, and all that plays into this idea of how that income will be taxed, right? Yeah. And, and you know, we, we've been doing the show together a long time, so we have all kinds of topics to talk about. <laughs> and, and one right. of those topics, right, is all the important ages to, to yes. remember, you know. Well, and of course, there's rules of when you can tap into your retirement accounts. And a lot of people know, for example, 59 and a half is a common rule for accessing some of those accounts. Mm-hmm. But what's not as well known until you get closer or into retirement is there are ages when you're forced to take money out. And of course, people ask, well, that's not fair. Why, you know, why can they do that? And the government's answer basically is, hey, we've been giving you tax deferral for a while. Basically, they want to start taxing you and getting tax revenue from that. And the rationale is it's a retirement account. It's not designed to just accumulate until you pass away and leave it to family. So just so people know, that's the reason why those rules are there. 
And this has changed a few times now. For the longest time, it was age 70 and a half. Uh, and when you reach that point, you'd have to start taking money out. Uh, of course, we always laughed about the half and, you know, what a, what a ridiculous <laughs> rule birthday, that was. right? Exactly. Just make it as confusing as possible. So a few years back, they bumped that up to age 72. And then now Secure Act 2.0, they've bumped that up to 73. And there's actually a plan for it to increase down the road as well. Uh, so I think this is good. It's an acknowledgement we're living longer. It simplifies things because it is, you know, a round number. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we all know what year we turn 73. You know, it's the day you have that birthday. Easier. So yep. a little easier. Yeah. But RMDs, required distributions, bring a lot of confusion and a lot of complication. We get tons and tons of questions from people on these. So uh, it's definitely something that we would hate for you to be worried about or stressed about. So certainly if you have questions about how your retirement accounts are taxed, if you have to, t- how much you have to take out, does it make sense to be in a regular IRA or a Roth IRA, regular 401k, Roth 401k, give us a call now at 803-9-RETIRE. You sit down with one of our advisors and do a tax planning review, help you see where you're at right now. And most importantly, if you're on track for the future and if there's ways to reduce taxes in the future. Again, there's no cost for listeners of the show. Call us at 803-9-RETIRE. You're listening to Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists. The numbers, if you just want to hear that as you're punching it into your phone, 803-973-8473. Again, that's 803-973-8473. So let's talk a little bit more about the issues that we need to address when we start taking money out of these accounts, the taxes and the penalties that can also apply if we don't follow the rules, which just kind of adds insult to injury to have a penalty here also. (laughs) But just, Pat, talk a little bit more about what we need to know about thinking this through with taking money out of those accounts. Yeah, so um, the rule now is age 73 when you have to start taking required distributions or RMDs. And it used to be up until this year that if you did not take that distribution properly, there was a 50% penalty, which I, and I always remind people, that's not one five, that's five zero, mm-hmm. 50%, right. which is crazy. And, and I always said, I think, I believe it was the highest penalty yeah, in the, the entire tax code. Yeah. Uh-huh. So the uh, Secure Act 2.0 has dropped that down to 25%. So if you don't take the money out that you're supposed to, you will still have to take it later and still pay taxes on it and then pay a 25% mm-hmm. penalty. So this can cause a lot of stress and confusion if you think about, and the main reason I mentioned that is we talk about how there is no one perfect place to put your money. And so if you start to accumulate a hundred thousand, five hundred thousand million, two million dollars in your nest egg, you generally aren't going to have all that in one account. So what happens is sometimes people reach that age and they have two, three, four, five IRAs. So making sure you're taking the right amount of money out can be extremely complicated. And you know you have to make sure each company is doing it properly. They're each sending you letters that are confusing. So it's one of those services that we're, we provide to our clients is we say, you don't have to worry about that stuff. That's our job. Let's we'll help you make sure you cover that so you don't have to worry about those penalties. Yeah, I mean, penalties, gosh, all of that, taxes, penalties, all of it, it just leads to the importance, I would think, of having a strategy for taking money out of those retirement accounts. This is a a big part of, of what you do, right? Helping people with that withdrawal strategy. Yeah. So, you know, how do you withdraw money off of your nest egg in the way that makes the most sense for you to generate your retirement income? It's something that a generation or two, no one had to do because they were living off of a pension and social security. So it's, this is newer. Uh, Also, we have those three tax buckets to consider. And the one thing I always like to point out is when you're working, you don't have a lot of control over your taxes. You're, you're trying to make as much money as you can, and it's taxable, and that's just the way it is. But in retirement, you can choose to withdraw from your accounts in any order that you want to. So if we can create a allocation of your accounts, and some of it's taxable and some of it's tax-free, and what if we can f- have a strategy for taking out of your accounts so that we are keeping you in the lowest tax bracket possible – Generally speaking, you can be taking a total of around $100,000 a year out, and you can probably be, if you're married, in a 12% tax bracket. That's a pretty awesome place Mm -hmm. to be. So those are the kinds of things that we try and build for our clients so that they can enjoy the income in retirement, but also minimize the amount of taxes that they're giving up. So, Pat, as we talk a little bit about this required minimum distributions, they still can trigger steep penalties if you don't follow the rules. You were talking about that just a little bit ago. I know it went down, but it's still a high penalty. And you don't want things like these penalties and potentially higher taxes really swiping away at your savings, eating into that, and leaving you with just a fraction of the money that you were counting on for your retirement. 
Yeah, if you were to make a mistake with your required distributions from your IRA or 401k, the penalty for not taking the full amount is 25% of the amount that you should have taken in addition to the income taxes on the distribution. You really need to understand the timing of your required distributions because they could potentially push you into a higher income tax bracket. They can trigger higher taxes on Social Security benefits, and they can cause a higher Medicare premium surtax. Imagine how fast your savings could shrink if you rack up steep penalties along with taking regular withdrawals and paying taxes. For listeners of today's show, if you've saved at least $250,000 for retirement, call 803-9-RETIRE, and we can help you create a retirement income plan that includes a strategy for taking distributions from your accounts to help ensure your retirement savings last as long as you need it to last. There's no cost and no obligation. It's only for listeners of today's show. That number again is 803-9-RETIRE. This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. We'll be back. The team at Preservation Specialists wishes you and your family a very Merry Christmas and a happy and safe New Year. is almost here. If you have things to get in place by December 31st, don't wait. Call Preservation Specialists right now at 803-973-8473. That's 803-9-RETIRE. Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. Pat is the founder of Preservation Specialists and the author of the books Save Your Retirement and The Retirement Secret, talking today about all the decisions we need to be thinking about with our retirement savings. We've talked about this before on the show, Pat. It's a good thing to save. But saving is kind of the easy part sometimes. You can put that on autopilot. It gets a little tougher when we start to try to figure out what to do with that savings yes. uh, when we get to retirement. So whether it's a 401k or an IRA, one thing is certain, whatever it is that you have with your retirement savings, you cannot treat this retirement account like a big ATM. So Pat, give us some strategies that you recommend. How should we approach this? Yeah. One point I always want to make about how do you draw income off of your nest egg is people think this is crazy, but this is a very new idea. Hmm. Um, you know, just, okay. a, just a generation or two ago, most people weren't accumulating a big pile of money in a 401k. Two generations ago, there weren't 401ks. It didn't even exist. So people were living off of social security and maybe a pension. Maybe they had some money in the bank and they were maybe in 1980, they had in CDs making 15%. So it was pretty easy to figure out what you were going to do with your money. Well, over the last couple of decades, now we've become our own pension managers because now you throw everything in your 401k or your IRA and then you have a pile of money and you have to decide how am I going to live off of that. So the reason I bring that up is you shouldn't feel silly for wondering how do I do this. And in fact, one of the points I make in my most recent book, The Retirement Secret, is there's no such thing as an unbiased financial professional. To your point, Jen, you asked what are the strategies I like, right, for mm -hmm. withdrawing yeah, money. Yeah. Well, you might talk to another advisor who has a completely different philosophy. That's so it's really okay. important to find someone that you're comfortable with. You know, one of the most common ideas in our industry is what we call the 4% rule, which is you can take 4% of your money out if you have it in a mix of stocks and bonds. And on average, that will last you over 30 years. However, what I don't like about that is that's an average. Well, what if you are unlucky? What, what if the right. market does poorly right. when you retire, Goodness. right? Well, guess what the result is? It means you're broke. And that's not something that we're comfortable with. Right. So there are a lot of different strategies out there that are much more based on the stock market, much more based on hope. Our philosophy is much more let's control what we can control. So what we want to do is we want to, first of all, we want to look at your fixed income, the different sources that can have some kind of set income for you. For most of us, that would be our social security benefits. And then after that, do you have any kind of pension benefits? And so that's the money that you have coming in every month. And then we need to figure out, okay, how much more do you need off your nest egg? And only at that point, then are we going to start talking about how do we withdraw money from those right. accounts? So I, ho I hope that makes sense. It's kind of just kind of getting in the very framework <laughs> before we yeah. actually talk about withdrawal strategies, right? Right, right. Well, and let, let me just back up for a second too, because as we're talking about withdrawal strategies, talk a little bit about some of the other analysis that goes along with this, you know, figuring out how much income we're going to need, what should our budget look like? I mean, I feel like we need to make sure we've saved enough to begin with, right? Yeah, that's a great point, Jen. You know, there's very few people that come into our office where their number one goal is to try and 
pick some really risky investments and get rich. That's just not what people hire us to do. People are generally hiring us and they're trying to figure out when would I be able to retire? How do I know that I have enough? And how do I make sure my money lasts? And those are the kinds of things that most of us are prioritizing and concerned about. And so if that's you, then this is an important process to go through. So what we do is the first thing we start talking about is what do you actually want to accomplish? For most people, the goal isn't to get rich. It's to make sure you're never poor. Mm -hmm. So what we want to do is we want to figure out, okay, well, what's your goal? What type of time frame are you hoping to retire? Uh, and of course, if you're already retired, then that, that means we need to make sure you stay retired, right? Yeah. Uh, so that's yeah. number one. And then the, the, the second one that can be a little trickier is talking about what you want to do in retirement, because that's going to back us into what you mentioned, which is kind of that spending plan or budget of how much money do you want to have coming in every month? And we have clients that are all over the place. You know, some people can, you know, enjoy retirement on, you know, a couple thousand, three thousand dollars a month. Some people need five thousand, ten thousand, fifteen thousand a month. I mean, right. you know, it's, and again, there's no judgment on our part. We're just trying to help you accomplish your goals. So thank you, Jen. So we need to back into that. So uh -huh. now that we know how much you're going to have to spend, then we start building in, okay, what are the different sources of income? So social security and pension, and maybe that covers everything for you. For most of the people that hire us, they've had to save and accumulate some type of nest egg, and they're going to try and generate income off of that. And that brings us all the way back to your first question, which is how do we withdraw <laughs> draw money out of there right, right, to right. generate that income to enjoy our retirement? So we've come full circle now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but really, I mean, you can see why it can get rather complicated. There are so many kind of boxes to check off as we're trying to prepare for retirement. And that's why you walk clients through a whole process to help make sure we're thinking all of these things through as it relates to our, our financial decisions for retirement. Yeah. What we talk about is there's five areas in our comprehensive custom-built retirement plans. And there are things like um, your estate plan. There's things like your health care and insurance plan. There's things like uh, your investment plan and your taxes. But the foundation of a successful retirement plan, we absolutely believe, is a written retirement income plan. And that just means the day you stop getting a paycheck, you know where your money's coming from. You know what sources, you know at what time. And the cool thing about it is it's custom built for you. And that's really important because maybe for some people, the day they retire is the best time for them to take their social security. But guess what? There are hundreds of different ways of taking social security and maybe that, that's not the best time for you. Maybe you should defer it. And then of course, the first question that you're probably thinking is, well, if I'm retired and I'm not taking my social security, what am I going to live off of? What's well, right. a really good question. And that's, that's what your retirement, your written retirement income plan is going to answer for you. It's going to help you figure out where to take that money, how to do it so you stay in the lowest tax bracket possible. And if part of that's coming off your nest egg, how are you going to divvy that nest egg up so that you know that you can count on that money coming in every month like you need it to make sure that you're never poor in retirement? If you don't have anything like that, or if you have something but you're not really sure if it's a written retirement income plan or if it's set up properly, call us at 803-9-RETIRE. We'll do a retirement income analysis for you. There's no cost, no obligation for listeners of the show. Um, you just have to call us at 803-9-RETIRE. Once again, to take advantage of our retirement income analysis with no cost and obligation, call us at 803-9-RETIRE. Talking today with Pat Struby. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists, and I'm Jen Rizak alongside. Now, Pat, there are people who might take that traditional IRA or 401k, and that is, of course, a tax deferred account, and they might want to convert that into a Roth account so they can get those tax free withdrawals later. And that always sounds like a really great idea. Sounds yeah. like a, hey, hey, how about tax free? But <laughs> let's talk about what we need to know about this strategy before we were to try to make a move like that. Yeah, you've got a big pile of money in a 401k or IRA, and someone says, put it into a Roth, and now it'll all be tax-free. That sounds pretty good, yeah. right? How about that? <laughs> so there's a small catch, which is when you convert it to a Roth, you have to pay taxes on all that money at that time. So that's kind of a big deal, right? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, sure. uh, so we definitely want to make sure people know that. But this is what uh, we had uh, best-selling author David McKnight. We brought him in to speak to our clients a little while back, and then uh, we've had him on the radio show as well. 
And uh, he talks about the tax deferred bucket that you can have your money in or the tax free bucket. And there's a few different strategies in, in each one of those buckets, but that's more complex than I want to get today. If you just think of it like the tax deferred is your traditional IRA and the tax free is your Roth IRA. Um, what we really want to do is uh, let's say you have everything in that tax deferred IRA, you know, like your 401k. And then if we're doing an analysis for you, what we're going to try and do is just run different scenarios and say, okay, what if we leave it all there? And then what's your situation look like? How much taxes do you pay throughout your retirement? What if we start trying to shift it over? And what if we try and get some of that into the tax-free bucket? And what's that going to look like? And a lot of times there's ways where we can save you taxes. Um, now, the hard part about that is it really needs to be custom built because we are all different. So we all have a different you know amount we can stomach in paying taxes. We all have different income needs. We have different tax brackets we're in. So there's a lot of things that you have to consider in doing that, but it's a really exciting planning opportunity for our advisors because we just love seeing a situation where, I mean, you know, if you project out, let's say you're 60 years old and we run things out to you being 90 or 95, mm -hmm. Jen, it's crazy when you see, you know, you might pay a million or $2 million in taxes. It's, I mean, it's kind of depressing really when you think about <laughs> it, but that means you've lived a long life and you've taken a lot of income and you're paying a lot of taxes because of that. But what if we run a projection that says you're going to pay one and a half million dollars in taxes over your lifetime, if we can do some planning and now it's a million dollars in taxes. Oh. It still sounds like a lot, yeah. but that's $500,000 less in income taxes. Yeah. That's something that I would want to know more about. So those are the kinds of things that we're trying to do for all of our clients. And it works out differently for everybody, but those are the kinds of things that get us excited and trying to help people save in taxes. So when we're talking about some of these moves to make, and, and I think you've made a really good point or really uh, driven home this point that we need to be thinking about a withdrawal strategy and having that income strategy for retirement. When's the best time to get with a trusted financial advisor, a trusted financial partner to help make that happen? Yeah, uh, timing uh, of finding a good person is critical. And, um, you know, generally speaking, if we're focused on uh, creating a you know, a custom built retirement plan. I'm very comfortable with, you know, a rule I heard years ago, which is, you know, 10 years before and after retirement is kind of the retirement red zone. And that's where it's really important to know what's going on. Um, best-selling author, uh, William Bernstein, he always says the phase from when you're doing your long-term saving in your twenties and thirties and forties, and then you're switching over and starting to move towards that retirement portfolio. That's the most difficult and dangerous one. So that might be, say 55 to 65 for a lot of people. That's an, uh, amazing time to start understanding what different types of advisors are out there mm -hmm. and trying to figure out who a good trusted financial partner would be for you. So you probably have all these different questions, right? How much should you save for retirement? Where should you save it? How can you make sure it will last after you leave your job for good? There are so many different questions like that that you're probably asking yourself if you're getting close to retirement. And this, this is where people can get overwhelmed, right, Pat? Absolutely. And saving is a great start. It's a great start for getting ready for this next chapter of your life. But you need to do more than just save. You need an income strategy after you stop earning a regular paycheck. If you're listening to me right now and you don't have an income strategy, we invite you to call so we can help you create a spending plan to figure out how much you'll need for the retirement you've been dreaming about. Uncover the main risks posing a threat to your retirement, including inflation, stock market risk, potential tax increases, and skyrocketing health care costs. Learn about the options for generating income in retirement and learn how to keep your current standard of living in retirement even as costs keep rising. There's no cost and no obligation to do this analysis, but it's just for listeners of today's show. Call 803-9-RETIRE and ask for your retirement income analysis. The things we talk about, the strategies we use are designed to help you make sure the money won't run out no matter how long you live in retirement. We aren't doing this to make you rich. We want to help make sure you never end up outliving your retirement savings. That number, once again, is 803-9-RETIRE. We have more coming up on Save Your Retirement, but now it's time for today's Medicare Minute with author and Medicare expert, Tim Hanbury. Medicare is still great insurance, but original Medicare has one major flaw. It never pays 100% of the costs like an employer or an individual plan does. So what people do to fix this is to add either a Medigap plan, also called a supplement plan, or a Medicare Advantage plan like you see on TV. What these plans do is to put a limit on how much you can spend each year instead of having an unlimited 20% and co-payments under Medicare Parts A and B. The advantage of a Medigap plan is that you have predictable costs when you use services. 
Costs can be as low as $198 in 2020. However, the premium costs will be higher than an Advantage plan at about $100 to $120 per month at age 65. The main benefit of an Advantage plan is its low premium cost. Plans can have a zero premium or go up to about $50 per month. However, the cost to use the plans can be high as $6,700 in 2020. So what's best for you? It depends on your needs and your situation. I'll be reviewing both types of plans in future Medicare Minutes. Visit Tim's website, MedicareBlueprint.com, to download a free copy of his book. Or if you would like to talk with Tim, call 803-9-RETIRE to schedule a consultation. The team at Preservation Specialists wishes you and your family a very Merry Christmas and a happy and safe New Year. Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I am Jen Rizak, happy to be here alongside Pat. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists. He is the author of the books Save Your Retirement and The Retirement Secret. And we're going to be talking a little bit today about the Christmas price index, the cost of the gifts from the song, the 12 Days of Christmas. So it's not how the, I'm, I'm trying to tie in, Pat, how the Grinch stole Christmas and how Pat saved <laughs> retirement. There's like, I'm just not able to do it on the spot, but the, I want to make a joke about that. So Man. how Pat saved Christmas from inflation or something, I don't know yet. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe that's just a little seed of an idea for a, for a follow-up book. <laughs> I don't know. I, I hadn't about. heard that. I hadn't thought of that that's yet right. either. You haven't done it's any, a tough one. You haven't done any children's Christmas books yet, so just think I about haven't. that. I haven't. Yeah, Just okay. think about that. Now, okay, the 12 Days of Christmas, we all know the song. Is this still a thing for children? Like, do your girls know the 12 Days of Christmas and, and the song and how all of this goes, or do you know? They know of it, and they know mm. much of it, but we haven't practiced by okay. any means. Oh, that's we fine. have, yeah, yeah. We have an Alexa in the kitchen, and it's pretty much playing Christmas music for the month of December. So that's that's in heavy rotation, absolutely. Well, the Muppets version is is pretty classic. Oh, just that, that is good. That I was is, a big Muppets fan growing up. Yeah, yeah, that is a really good one. So. Well, we're going to talk about the song, The 12 Days of Christmas. We all know all the gifts. PNC does a Christmas price index every year where they go through and they add up what it would cost to buy all of these things for your true love. Like, you know, so we all know the lyrics to the song. There's probably a lot of jokes I'll try to make throughout. I might get some of them (laughs) wrong. I don't have the song in front of me. I'm just going to have to I'm just going to have to wing it. But. Here are some of the highlights from this year. Buying all 12 gifts online, which they would not have been doing when this song was originally written, I don't think, (laughs) is almost 5% more than last year thanks to Mm. high shipping and packaging costs. I don't know what it costs to ship Seven Swans of Swimming, but it's not cheap, (laughs) I guess, right? So, and are I mean, they swimming while they're being shipped? Oh dear, that's see, that's another layer we got to think about. So it's always just interesting to see like where there are increases. Turtle doves, for example, they're rare and they have the biggest price hike this year, up twenty five percent due to limited supply. I didn't know there were limited supplies in turtle doves, <laughs> but yet here we are. Who knew? So. In all reality, let's talk about how this reflects what's happening with the economy. Because, yes, it's all silly to talk about seven swans of swimming and six geese of laying and how much turtle doves cost. But there have been some lessons here over the past few years, Pat, with how this kind of mirrors what's happening with our real world economy, right? It really does. And, you know, the last couple of years have been really interesting to see, you know, I think, Last year, inflation kind of skyrocketed Mm -hmm. and was really, uh, you know, the Fed says its goal is to make sure we don't have inflation. And and maybe they've done a pretty good job of that for a while, but they really uh, were were asleep at the wheel last year because I think a lot of what they did actually helped cause it or make it worse. So it got really out of control and then they got serious about trying to control it again. But the thing to remember is the good news is inflation is lower than it was last year, but it's still inflation. It's still higher than what they want it to be. So things are still going up. It's just not as crazy as it used to be. So I think yeah. that's that's certainly the first thing. The reality is that technology and convenience comes with a cost. So, you know, shipping and packaging costs have been 
still more difficult ever since the pandemic. And, and so I think it's good to remember that. And, you know, when you think about what we spend our money on, it generally falls into either goods, which is like a physical thing or a service, you know, uh, eating out or something like that. And services have gone up more than goods over the last few years. So that's an interesting thing to notice as well. Yeah. Yeah. So what I did, Pat, I've pulled up now some more notes here on the Christmas price index. And I, I love the way I love the way they word some of these things. Often a volatile gift. The six geese laying jumped another 8.3% this year. I've never really thought about the volatility in the, the goose market. I guess we could see volatility in a lot of different places. Gold actually remained unchanged. Five gold rings remained unchanged, reflecting flat demand for plain gold. And then um, of the four entertainment-related gifts... Only the nine ladies dancing stayed stagnant. The rest all jumped up by about 4%. So that, of course, would be your pipers piping, your drummers drumming, and your lords a-leaping, as, of course. as you know. Um, so, so just always so funny to go through and look at all these different areas where we see increases. The big lesson here, Pat, the total... The total number for the 12 Days of Christmas gifts, it is now almost $47,000. That's what you would need to spend on all of these things in 2023. This is the 40th year of the Christmas price index. And back then, in 1983, it was about $20,000. So Mm, let's talk about the lesson there. Four decades later... It is more than doubled for what it costs to buy all the things in the song, The 12 Days of Christmas. Let's talk about why that would be. Very cool. Okay. Yeah. I was wondering, I was thinking when you said it was 40 years ago, I was thinking it would be, I was thinking between 10 and 20,000. And oh. uh, so I was I was using, well, the reason I was thinking that is I was using, I always say this is the only thing I remember actually learning in college that I still oh, use today, which is the rule of 72. And it's, yep. a, it's uh, a way to help you remember how things double. So it shows the power of compounding. If you were able to get some hypothetical investment that could earn you 12% every year, that would double in six years, which is Mm. amazing, right? Yeah. Uh, Because you're taking 12 into 72. But if you have your money in a money market and you're getting 2%, you divide that into 72 and now it takes you 36 years. And then Mm. of course, anywhere in between. So most of the time we think of inflation being around over the long haul, maybe 3% a year. So we would push that out to say, we, we would actually expect prices to double, that would be every 24 years, 72 divided by three. So when you said 40 years ago, that's why I was thinking, well, it should be be. the price before should have been less than half. And so maybe I was overestimating a little bit, but, and the reason, (laughs) the reason this is actually, I think an interesting teachable moment, if you don't think about inflation is 24 years long is shorter than most people's retirements now. Oh, yeah. So therefore, you know, if you retire in your mid-60s and you live to 90 or beyond, you should expect to see prices double in that time. So that means new cars are going to be twice as much. You know, your milk's going to be twice as much. So it affects all different areas of your life. And that's why we have to be prepared for this because there's very few of us that are going to retire with a pension that's just going to start paying you a higher income every month for inflation. Most of us have to figure out how to generate those income increases ourselves. Right. You know, just thinking back in the past few years, Pat, where we have talked about this Christmas price index, we have seen some kind of crazy things. Because even, you know, during the pandemic, for example, um, I talked about the entertainment-related gifts. Well, I don't know if you remember this, but during the pandemic, even though inflation was really high, you cannot have, you know, pipers piping and spewing germs around and whatnot during the (laughs) pandemic. So they took all of that out. So even though prices were going up, it cut the whole thing in half. And now we're starting to see it build back up again. So it's always kind of funny how they really do set this up. So it mirrors what's really happening in our worlds and in our real economy. But that's just one of the things I remember from just a few years ago, what happened with this Christmas price index. So that could have an impact too, when you look at Pat, like the growth and kind of like the return of the cost of all these things. Maybe it's a factor. Makes me wonder if those bankers were losing a sleep over how to how to make those those comparisons. You know, do we right. do we throw a few extra geese in to you know to, to you know so we can't have, yeah. 
<laughs> I, I think that's fair. Well, but I do think it's so important when you talk about what's going on with inflation and what you have not only learned back in the classroom back in the day, but what you've seen in your couple of decades helping people do all of this. I mean, Pat, I think that's really important to talk about. Also, when you are helping someone recognize, hey, here's what we've seen with inflation over the last 40 years. Here's what we might see with it going forward. How do you help someone kind of build a buffer into their plan or or find a way to keep pace with inflation? Yeah, you know, this comes back to Jen. We we all want you know, most of us, 99% of us are wanting the same things. We want to figure out when can I retire? How do I know I have enough and how do I make sure I don't outlive my money? And that sums up what most of us want with, you know, all the things we're saving for and the problem is it's impossible to know for sure because we don't know how long we're going to live and we don't know how expensive things are going to be. Mm-hmm. So that means sometimes I think people think, oh, it's not that complicated. I can just do a spreadsheet or something like that. These are pretty complicated topics. And uh, the other thing to consider is, you know, when I wrote my book, Save Your Retirement, there's seven retirement villains. The first one is Lady Longevity, which is outliving your money. And the second one is The Invisible Enemy, which represents inflation. And I could easily see someone saying, wow, you picked two really boring topics to start your book with. I mean, you know, we all love talking about saving taxes or making a better investment returns, all those kinds of things. You picked two really boring things. Well, the reason I did that is because they're so important, but also they're so intertwined. You know, inflation over two years can be painful, but it's not that big of a deal. But when, you know, if we're planning for retirement for someone who's younger, and if they're thinking they might live a long time, so Jen, let's say they're 50, and they might live to 100. When you look at the compounded effect of inflation over 50 years, it's crazy. Like, it's just amazing how much that affects all of us. Mm-hmm. So uh, it really is to me, it's just a matter of taking that leap and actually doing just starting the planning getting even a preliminary income plan put together and just seeing those numbers in front of you, it's so eye-opening. And we just see so many people get so much out of that because that's that's your opportunity to see it and say, okay, if these are the things I want to accomplish, what am I going to have to do to get there? And that's those are the first big, brave steps to take in this type of plan. So let's talk a little bit about what this looks like for people who are listening and who think, yeah, I don't really have that type of plan. I haven't really factored in some of these different challenges like inflation into my overall financial plan. How do we get started on creating that financial strategy for the future? Yeah, for most people, Jen, we, we invite them to a a meeting with one of our advisors, and there's no cost or obligation to that. And that's an opportunity for you to ask questions uh, of items that are important to you and your finances. And we're all different. We all have different things we're concerned about. And then uh, certainly for most people, retirement is a big one, but it's not everything. We understand that. And then um, it's an opportunity for our advisor to ask you questions and get to know about more about you. And that's because, once again, unlike people that are you know giving advice to the masses like Dave Ramsey, and and Susie Orman, even though some of their information can be incredibly helpful, they don't have the privilege of getting to know you individually. And so we can actually fine tune that information and make it fit for you, but we have to know more about you. So that's a give and a take, learning more about your situation. And then it's an opportunity for advisor to do an analysis and see if you're right on track or not. And if you're not on track, what are the things that can be done? And most of our clients, what they're trying to figure out is, hey, can I be doing better? Can I be earning a better return? Can I be saving on taxes? Can I be creating a better income plan? And that's what it's all about. Uh, and again, the beauty of our process is you, there really is no cost or obligation to take that step. So that's why we'd always encourage you, call us at 803-9-RETIRE. Take that opportunity to sit down with one of our planners at no cost and no obligation. That number again is 803-9-RETIRE. This has been Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. Remember that number, 803-9-RETIRE. Be sure to tune in again next time for more insights from Pat. And we'll talk to you then. Have a great week. Securities offered through Arcadios Capital, member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Arcadios Wealth. Preservation specialists and Arcadios are not affiliated through any ownership.